You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews at jaystormtocouch.com. Thank you for joining me. I'm Locked On Blue Jays, your first listen of the day. And if it's not your first listen, hey, why not make it your first listen? I try and put them out there for you because we are free and available on all platforms. Uh, free and available on my dating profile. Ayo. Um, as you can tell, I'm feeling a little better. Uh, this week has been tough. Uh, I got my booster shot, uh, the vaccine, so I was dealing with that. My arm is still kind of dead. Um, and, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, been going through storm after storm here. So, you know, fun times. Um, but yeah, we're going to try and get back into the swing of things. Hopefully the storm has passed and, you know, I still got about two weeks left before I can talk to people again. So, hey, why don't we just sit here and chill for a little bit, catch up on some of the stuff I missed when I was on medical leave. Um, so yeah, there is a plan in place for the next uh, little bit here. Hopefully, you know, we're just um, rehashing the past until March when we can talk about spring training things, you know, if Rob Manfred doesn't muck things up. Because that's what he's doing. Oh my god. AJ, positive. Positive vibes. Yeah. Um, so basically what my plan is for the first little bit is going over the moves that the Jays have made so far since the end of the 2021 season. We are going to dive into the players that have left, why they have left, and what the Jays can do about it. We are going to dive into the players that have come back. And, and how uh, the Blue Jays are, are, you know, incorporating those players into their plans. I'm going to do a couple of episodes on each. Um, so we're going we're gonna to start with the departures. Um, we're going to do a kind of broader one in the next episode. Um because the Blue Jays lost two main main guys that we are going to have to talk about. And I do want to focus and give them their due specifically for what they did for this team last season. And today the focus is going to be on the, uh, the MVP candidate the Blue Jays didn't know they were getting. Didn't know they wanted. But can only think... Of the happy times that he provided. Uh, this episode is going to be dedicated to Marcus Simeon. Remembering his time in Toronto. Um, what uh, his move to Texas brings them. What it means for the Blue Jays. And how the Blue Jays can move on a little bit. Um, I don't think I need to do much uh, rehashing. In this first little segment. I mean y'all know how good. Marcus Semyon was in his lone season for the Blue Jays. Number 10 on your lineup card. Number 1 in your hearts in no short order. Um, 
All Marcus Simeon did last year was post a 7.3 war, according to baseball reference metrics, uh, set a new major league record for home runs by a second baseman in the season with 45, um, drove in 102 runs, scored 115, stole 15 bases. Um, he provided stellar defense in the field. He's a gold glove and a silver slugger. Um, again, I don't know what more you could have asked from for from Marcus Simeon. Um, there's a reason he was number three in MVP voting for the second time in three years. He was remarkably efficient. He was dependable as heck. Um, he led. He tied for the league lead in majors, playing 100, all 162 games, and led the league in plate appearances with 724. Um, it's it's remarkable to be able to find someone who you can you can just pencil in no matter what and just be like that dude is going to be there he is going to be giving it his all and he will do it at a premium level that mark of consistency is so hard to find nowadays between injuries between you know load management guys don't go out there know they're going to play all 162 marcus Semyon gave the blue jays that Considering how the position had been in flux for mm, the past few seasons, really. Um, you know, Kevin Biggio was getting most of the reps at second base, but they were rotating people. I mean, we can just go over the names that have manned that position since uh, the heydays of the Blue Jays. I mean, the, the Ryan Goins and Darwin Barneys and Joe Panics and... Bravik Valeras and Richard Uranias and uh, too many, too many names. But Marcus Simeon, we didn't have to worry about that. And and even if Bobachette needed the day off, he he shifts over to shortstop, no problem. It it was a a wonderful opportunity for Simeon to be able to do that to prove that twenty twenty was an aberration. In that he was more in line with that 2019 season that he had. And both sides benefited. Semyon obviously was able to parlay his success into a stupidly massive deal from Texas. Seven years, $175 million. Dude got paid. And he deserved all that pay. I, I don't begrudge him at all. Um, and you know what? Texas took advantage of a market that was very much in flux. They didn't know what, what was going to happen with this lockout. And now they are going to give Marcus Simeon a ton of money. And, you know, I, I am glad he's going to do it. I wish him nothing but the best in Texas because I can wish Marcus Simeon success. Texas's uh, ability to win depends on their pitching staff, and I don't think John Gray is is uh, enough of an answer there. So I can be magnanimous with with my wishes. Um, 
But I, I just spent like five minutes gushing over Marcus Simeon and, and all that he brought to the Blue Jays. What are the Blue Jays going to be able to do to replace Marcus Simeon? That is a question that is not as easily answered. But I can tell you what replaces candy bars in your diet far better than candy bars. And that's Bilt Bar. Um, it's the new year. People are making New Year's resolutions. I have tried. I am better. I've only had fast food twice so far. So that's that's better than, than what I was doing at the end of last year. But I, I want to make more of a commitment to getting fit. So Built Bar is in my plan. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's coated in 100% real chocolate, just like a candy bar. But... It's healthier because the calorie load is lower. You're averaging between 130, 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar. So that's four to five net carbs and any up to 17 grams of protein. That That is just so much more beneficial for you than a, than a candy bar. Like, and, and they've got so many flavors to choose from. I mean, I like mint brownie myself. It is my favorite of the flavors because mint plus chocolate equals deliciousness. But there are so many others to choose from. From classics like salted caramel, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, uh, raspberry, coconut almond, to some of their rotational ones. They had eggnog for Christmas, they have caramel macchiato, and right now they have white chocolate raspberry cheesecake available. So go to Built.com, pick whatever flavors you want, get them in your mailbox, and use the promo code LOCK15 when you do, and you will save 15% off that order. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order, and get those tasty Built Bars in your mouth and start committing to those New Year's resolutions. All right, so how do the Blue Jays replace Marcus Simeon? They don't. Good night. I'm, I'm kidding. Please do not turn off your podcast. I mean, you can tell. I mean, the, there, there's so much more podcast left on your recording. Um, but, yeah, it, it's not going to be an easy task to replace Marcus Simeon. Um the Blue Jays do have a couple of paths they can try and follow to do so. And one of the paths we're going to talk about right quickly here is internally. Now, the the way the roster shakes out for the Blue Jays right now, the most sense would be put Kevin Biggio back at second base where he was before. I mean... We watched him play third base. It was uh, it was an experience, but you can put him at second base. Make Santiago Espinal your everyday third baseman, far better defensively, and showed he could hit for average last year. He hit three eleven, um, which in addition to being a a semi notable ska punk band from Nebraska, is a very good batting average to have in this. Uh, in this era of swing and miss. I mean, Vladdy hit 311. Um, but while Espinal is great defensively and does hit for average, does not hit for power. 
at all. Only three extra base hits. Um, sorry. Three hits that were uh, past a double last season. He had two home runs. He had one triple. And even then, his 13 uh, doubles, um, far lower than anyone else. If you average it out over the season, um, it, it works out to like 20 doubles, which well below the pace of his brethren. So the the slugging percentage, the 405 slugging percentage, not generally what you want from your everyday third baseman. You want a little more power at the corner. Um, and, and that's something we're going to be talking about in the latter half. But... For now, if the Blue Jays want to go into 2022 with Kevin Biggio and Santiago Espinal installed in the infield with Vladdy Jr. and Bo Bichette, they can do that. They can have Kevin Smith essentially as their backup infielder. Um, and, you know, that is fine. That is a way to go um, with your team. But... Is it going to make the Blue Jays better in that push to get over the hump, get over the Yankees and the Red Sox and and the Rays, I guess. But I think it's a little easier to get over the Rays. Um, but yeah, that is the goal for the, for the Blue Jays. And I don't know if that infield gets them where they need to go. So... The Blue Jays are probably going to be looking at something else. And that's a far more interesting way to look at things. So we're going to do that in a sec. Before we do, though, um, if you want to make a bet on how well the Blue Jays are going to do um, in the new year, you should do it at betonline.ag. They want to wish you a happy betting new year or new betting year as they're calling it, as they march to the playoffs and beyond. They are the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. Yeah, BetOnline.ag has an updated desktop and mobile website, so you can sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, even if you want to experience your, your favorite Vegas casino games, they have plenty of amazing offers available for 2022, so don't wait to take advantage. Go to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's let's have some fun here. I I talked a little bit about the internal options for the Blue Jays, and and honestly, there aren't a, there aren't really any options for twenty twenty two internally. Some of the higher rated prospects in the organization are not ready. Orelvis Martinez looked gr- he looks great. He ain't ready. He will not be ready for a little bit. So the Blue Jays are going to have to look. Add another option to fill that hole in the infield, that $25 million hole, since that is the average of what uh, Marcus Simeon got from Texas. Still, still so much money. Anyway. Uh, the 
popular option would be to go the free agent route and see who would be available there. And uh, a popular name I've seen pop up is Chris Bryant, uh, the former Cubs third baseman, um, spent time with the Giants last season in the playoffs. And, you know, that makes sense. Um, Bryant did have a down year by his standards last season. Um, bounced back a little bit from 2020. He was in a similar similar situation um, to Marcus Simeon, but uh, 25 home runs, 73 RBIs, a 265 batting average, 41 slugging, still not the peak of what we know Chris Bryant is capable of when he was putting up those massive seasons uh, for the Cubs and flirting with the 300 line. So, Chris Bryant would probably be available at a cheaper price. However, he was playing in the outfield for San Francisco by the end of things. And you have to wonder if um, he would be able to take to third base again the way that he did before. Because that that is what the Blue Jays need. Right now, their outfield is packed. They did not have room to bring back um, Corey Dickerson. They're going to they're gonna roll with what they got out there, and it makes sense. I mean, they, they could be taking a longer look at Josh Palacios for that fourth outfield, or fifth outfield slot. Sorry, since uh, George Springer might be DHing more quickly than we think. But, um, but yeah, Bryant does still offer that possibility uh, of shifting around a bit, of being able to cover... Um, third base and move to the outfield if need be. Um, but again, he saw the majority of time out there um, in 2021 uh, in his time with the Cubs and the Giants. So how quickly is he going to be able to get back into shape on the infield? Does he still have that shape on the infield? Because his, his fielding percentage when he played third base with San Francisco was terrible. I mean, he he had a 929 fielding percentage with San Francisco. You combine that um, with the 964 he put up with the Cubs. Um, I mean, it it bounces out a little bit, but 946 still ain't good. Like, he can't be making making as many errors as you do and not being able to adjust. So the defense is an issue with Chris Bryant, but the bat still plays. So, Bryant is the biggest high-ticket option remaining. Um, there are a couple of, a couple of lower, lower ones. We're not going to talk about Jonathan VR. I don't think anyone needs to go back down that road that we went down. Because, ugh, just no one, no one needs any part of it. Um... You know, there are guys like uh, Trevor Story out there, which that runs into the whole thing um, we ran into when Marcus Simeon came to Toronto. How willing are these guys to accept a position change? That's why I'm not talking about Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa ain't shifting out of shortstop. Um, Trevor Story might be a little more amenable uh, just because he is a little older Spent a lot of time in Colorado playing for no reason whatsoever. 
if the Blue Jays can have that discussion with Story and and try and get him closer to the page that they want, he would be worth exploring as that uh, as that Semyon replacement. But um, again, it's it's a matter of if if the Blue Jays can can land on that and and also are willing to to pay out that much just because he's he's looking for a a massive deal he could be a hundred twenty twenty five million dollar player as well I mean Javi Baez got a hundred million over five years story is gonna want something like that so I I don't think he would be the primary option. Um, and, you know, I, I talked about, uh, the possibility of trading for Matt Chapman when I did the, uh, stream with Sully from Locked on MLB. I, I don't know if I need to go down that road again, but I, I just think that matches up too well. It's just a matter of how many prospects, um, the Blue Jays are willing to give the athletics. In that in that regard, I I mentioned Orelvis Martinez um, earlier, but uh, would the Blue Jays be comfortable packaging him? And um, you know, uh, a guy like um, you know, depending on how much Bloom is off the uh, the Nate Pearson Rose, you know, would would enough of those players? get um Sean Manaya and Matt Chapman would um trading Alejandro Kirk and uh Gunnar Hoagland get that done we don't know so one other uh option for the Blue Jays to consider uh, would would be the man coming over from Japan, Seiya Suzuki. And uh, Seiya Suzuki has officially been posted. Um, he got posted in November, um, but the posting was no window was frozen uh, when the Blue Jays locked out. Um, Suzuki is currently planning to wait it out, um, according to Andrew Baggerly of The Athletic. He's just going to wait. Once uh, the issues are resolved, he is going to um, take the time and and see see what happens. And and he is a much cheaper option than than guys like Trevor Story or or Carlos Correa or even Matt Chapman, um, because he's coming over from Japan. Uh, he's forecast to be like an eleven million dollar player, but if he if he comes over and is eighty percent of what he was in Japan, teams would be getting a guy who is a consistent three hundred hitter. He has not hit below three hundred since twenty fifteen. A guy who has power. He hit thirty eight home runs last season for Hiroshima. Um, he has a good eye. He he walks as often as he strikes out. And how many times have we said the Blue Jays need to find those guys who can draw walks? Vladdy can draw walks. 
how many other other people do they need to surround him with that can actually get on base that way? Suzuki would be a risk, but the Blue Jays have shown in the past that they are perfectly happy to take risks on on guys if they think they're going to pan out. They took a risk on uh, Steven Matz. They took a risk on Robbie Ray, guys who we're going to be talking about in upcoming episodes. Suzuki would be a major risk, but the way the market is playing out right now, he may be the best option for a team that is entering its window for competition. And Suzuki is still young. He's only 27. So he can be a part of that window for a longer time than a Trevor Story. Than uh, a Matt Chapman, who may not be as interested in re-signing as Jose Barrios is. So, that's those are the options for the Blue Jays as they look to replace Marcus Simeon. A tough task. One that they will probably fail at, but they can get reasonably close with some of those options we talked about that are out there. Um, coming up, uh, as as we move forward, like I said, we're going to be talking about Robbie Ray. We're going to be talking about Steven Matz. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, some some of the lesser known guys. I want I want to give everyone their little bit of shine. Um, and we'll be doing that as as your first listen of the day. We thank you for making Locked on Blue Jays your first listen. And, you know, after that, maybe your second listen could be Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free. It's available on all platforms, just like this show, um, which you can find at Locked on Jays on Twitter and Facebook. Episode links usually posted on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. And that's just, that's it. Twitter is dumb. Sorry. And yeah, we will be back. We will be talking about uh, Steven Matz and some of the other Blue Jays that have departed and how they are going to be replaced. Um, because I'm, I'm going to save Robbie Ray. For the end one, because there there's a dovetailing we need to do with Robbie Ray, and it relates to the Blue Jays' big offseason prize. So we're going to be doing that. We're going to be going into their, the signings they have made, and then uh, we're going to have a a top five project that I hope y'all will enjoy and take part in. So more details on that coming in future episodes. But until then, I'm going to go back to huddling out the winter and the shivers from the booster shot. So, until next time, for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jsrendacouch.com, I'm E.J. Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And y'all take care.